0: 50 years ago, Apollo 11 had successfully launched, was in orbit, making the 230,000 mile voyage to the moon. I was a 12-year-old boy at Camp Kennebec, a secular Jewish boys camp in the north woods of Maine. Just this past Wednesday, I called my lifelong friend Stanley Weill, nothing less than a brother. We reminisced about gathering in the camp's mess hall in the middle of that afternoon, July twentieth, 1969, doing a quick scan. There are only about 10 people who weren't there that day. Some 200 campers and counselors, eyes affixed on a small, staticky, black-and-white Zenith television set. No, it, it is working. I just need to turn it on. So that staticky black-and-white television set, um, this was not the boys' camp, (laughs) but little did we know that we were amongst the world's largest viewing audience to this day. Some 650 million people, a quarter of the Earth's population, holding our collective breath. Witnessing the successful landing, hearing astronaut Neil Armstrong report, Houston tranquility base here, the eagle has landed. Then, some hours later, Armstrong stepped out of the lunar module down the ladder, the first human being to set first, to set foot on the moon. Putting that singular achievement in perspective for us, Armstrong, we all can hear his voice. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It was a dizzying Dazzling moment to this wide-eyed and open-hearted 12-year-old camper. Out of adolescent boy insecurities, I turned away from my friends as my eyes welled up. Before going about the business of collecting moon rocks and soil, Making this not just a Cold War competition between two earthly superpowers, rather helping the world better understanding our place in the universe, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin set up an American flag and a plaque that read, Here, men, from the planet Earth first set foot upon the moon, July 1969 AD, we came in peace for all mankind. Armstrong then took a photograph of Aldrin saluting the American flag. All the while, unsung hero Commander Mike Collins was orbiting 60 miles above the moon, his job as we now know he successfully accomplished, to return to Earth with his fellow astronauts. Collins, alone in his module, Yet Not Lonely, described being awestruck by the magnificent spectacle of seeing the moon up close. The sun, he said, was coming around it, cascading and making a golden halo, As impressive as the view was of this alien moon seen up close, it was nothing compared to the sight of the earth. The earth, he said, was the main show. The earth was it, it's tiny, it's shiny, it's beautiful, it's home, it's fragile. In 1961, President John F. Kennedy boldly and with much controversy set the course for America to invest in space exploration, specifically aiming to put a man on the moon within the decade. What a shame he wouldn't live to see that day. In announcing the program, Kennedy declared, there is no strife no prejudice, no national conflict in outer space as yet. Kennedy provided an infusion to NASA while America and countries around the globe were, were embroiled in conflict. Indeed, it was enticing to move our gaze from earthly concerns into the unexplored frontier of outer space. Pulitzer Prize winner and two-time poet laureate of the United States Natasha Threthelwey picks up on Kennedy's dangling as yet. As she looks at the photographs taken during the Apollo 11 mission she writes as yet. Even the photographs seem to show a nation united old divisions nearly gone from view, how easy it is to overlook what's there to forget what's not. Threthelwey was a three-year-old when Apollo 11 was propelled into outer space, a child of a white father and a black mother growing up in the South. She doesn't remember the moon landing, she knew all too well the word nigger. Looking back 50 years, Thruffleway considers, while the world's eyes were cast toward the heavens, that, she says, maybe it was a day without the word, a day we went downtown without armor and my dark-skinned grandmother tries on hats at the department store Throthaway understands the scientific fact that the moon is incrementally moving further away from the earth each year as the poet concludes she is farther from us now than then our moon symbol of our seeking One seemingly unattainable, that sea of tranquility towards which we set our course then reached. Mike Collins, 38 years old at the launch of Apollo 11, now 88 years old, is struck to this day by the common refrain the three astronauts heard on their world tour upon safely returning home from the moon. Collins recalls everyone, no matter their nationality, proudly saying, we, we did it. Collins has carried that unified chorus of humanity with him over the years as he echoes, we, you and me, the inhabitants of this wonderful earth. We did it. It may be that the world had never been as united before or since Apollo 11. Imagine 25 percent of the world's population joined around the globe to witness a singular human endeavor. Perhaps our gaze in the outer space during that week in July of 1969 provided but a brief respite from a world so torn by conflict and so in need of common cause. Yet I hold Natasha Threthewey's honest, real-life, yet expansive gaze. Take the achievements of Apollo 11 and the breakthroughs across the disciplines spanning generations of civilization. When we set our mind to do something, human beings have the capacity to achieve the unimaginable. Human limitation, therefore, is simply selling ourselves short on imagination and courage. Where I dare ask is our imagination and backbone to apply a single focus to unite people in our own backyard and around the world to care for one another and the Earth entrusted to our care. If we can put a man on the moon, well, former astronaut William Anders part of NASA's Apollo 8 mission, the first to orbit the moon just six months before Apollo 11, said, we came to explore the moon and what we discovered was the Earth. That is my prayer for us this Shabbat. As the full waning bright moon soon will emerge from the horizon May we imagine looking back at ourselves on this fragile, rotating ball of life, part of a world community where everyone has worth and everyone is treated with dignity. That's what it means to be a Jew sustained by words of Torah and living them in the real world, That's what it means to be an American, saluting our flag atop the moon, messengers of peace with all of humanity, rediscovering our home. That's what touched my soul as a 12-year-old boy in the north woods of Maine, looking at the earth, At once feeling the vulnerability of its fragility, a mere pale blue dot hanging in the void, while feeling part of a global community interconnected as human beings on this planet. Once seemingly unattainable, that sea of tranquility towards which we set our course and one day God willing, we'll be able to look back at ourselves at home having arrived.